You want me to go sleep? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to a new episode of Hot Marriage Cool Parent. It's Douglas Hayner and Jamie Otis yep. Hayner. You know your name. You know your name. Listen, guys, we just had such a fun family vacation in Florida. Ah, it was the best. We went to this, we went to this place called the Grove Resort and we did not leave that place for the whole entire vacation. Yeah. And little did I know that I, that we weren't going to go to Disney because right before we left for the trip, I said, oh, what days are we going to Disney? And then Jamie shook her head and said, you don't know anything. We're not going to Disney. We're staying at the resort. There's plenty to do there. But we had a chance to spend time with Jamie's sister and her husband, Nate, and my brother and sister, their families, and my parents. Yeah, so it was a huge family vacation, and it was awesome that we were all together, but yeah. it's also awesome that we're back home and just, just our family now, because it's a lot of opinions saying what they want to do and where mm-hmm. they want to go, but truly, it was the best vacation, because we didn't do Disney, or we didn't do anything. We just stayed right at the resort and just soaked up the sun and yeah. relaxed. I got to say that I... I felt much better doing the surf, surfari thing. You're so obsessed with your own surfing skills. But the first time I did the surf simulator, I did terrible. And Jamie was better than I. I was better than him. Did you hear that? And, I don't get to hear that often. So can we just like hit replay? And I just wanted her to feel special at the time because now I've fully redeemed myself. I, You tried your best and I beat you. That's well, how it goes. This year, I totally redeemed myself. Well, this year, I couldn't do it because I'm pregnant. So, Well, I did way better than last year. Okay. Anyways, we'll stop arguing. Well, before we get into what's happening today on the podcast, I do want to give a quick shout out to Himalaya. Remember, that's a free app where you can organize all of your podcasts and you get a chance to leave comments and reviews under each episode of Hot Marriage and Cool Parents. And we do really love your reviews. We love giving all of our five-star review shout outs. And this one comes from H. Schaefer, 7916, titled Love, Love, Love. First, loved Married at First Sight. I only got into a few seasons, but went back and watched your whole season and just love you guys. These past two episodes about self-love, just wow. Hits all the right spots, all the right feels, so much great advice slash insight. I am so excited for next episode with Monica the Medium. Jamie, I feel the same way as you do, and I do not believe, but I just lost my sister in March, and I do believe in all my little signs from heaven. Don't change, and thank you for being so real. Heather, that was really nice. You know, last week we brought up your sisters, Jamie, and I know that you mentioned Leah had definitely lost her baby, but you recently spoke with your other sister, Amy. Uh, Any update there? So just an update on my sisters. So now it's official that both of them have lost their babies. And I just want to thank each and every one of you for all your prayers for them. And just to think about them because, you know, this is the toughest time of the year to lose a baby, if you ask me, like right right around the holidays when everyone's enjoying their festivities with family. Especially when you have someone so close to you that is pregnant. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's it's really, really hard. I don't know. I like try not to like touch my belly or talk about this pregnancy or 
I just try not to talk about it in front of them because I know they wouldn't want that or ask that of me, but I know how painful it, it just, it just triggers pain. So I'm just, you know, I'm sensitive to that, but, uh, on a positive note, we have Monica, the medium coming on the podcast and we're going to talk to the spirit world. Okay. So I got to be honest, I'm a little skeptical. I'll even tell her that I'm a little skeptical of the medium world. And I think that there are people who are gifted. It's just finding them is difficult because there are so many people who claim to have like some sort of a psychic ability or whatever. I believe they call them charlatans. For real? Yeah. I'm not sure of the difference between psychics and mediums and fortune tellers and tarot card readers. I mean, there's so many different types of of these people and it's tough to weed out anything that is good from the bad yeah so we're not like true believers but i the number one request we had was to have a medium come on and if i have a chance to talk to my father who i've never ever met and if we have a chance to talk to jonathan our son who's in heaven i mean i'm gonna take a chance and we're hoping for a a little bit of a reading so we'll see if that happens I do want to kind of question her just to like validate that what she says is real so yeah we're excited to have her on and I think that we should just bring her on Doug right yeah we're so excited to have Monica 10k on she's an extraordinarily gifted spirit medium author and star of the free form which was formerly known as abc family the original television series monica the medium and she's been featured on abc nightline access hollywood buzzfeed the huffington post in style people magazine just to name a few whoa (laughs) monica now travels to cities across the country for her live messages from above events she also teaches online courses and workshops for those coming into their own gifts she hosts a podcast called wine and spirits with monica the medium And she's the author of her very first book, Messages from Above, What Your Loved Ones in Heaven Want You to Know. And Monica was handpicked by the spirit world to share her gift with others. And to date, she has been able to use her gift to bring healing, hope, and comfort to hundreds of thousands of people around the world. And we are very honored to have you on the podcast, Monica. We are. We're so excited to talk to you, Monica. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. I kind of wanted to take a walk down memory lane for a bit before we get into any of the current endeavors. I wanted to talk about Monica as a child and maybe help us understand when you first realized that you had this ability to talk with the dead. Because I think most kids wouldn't really know what to do with that type of ability. I know that I would think (laughs) I was going crazy or or insane. If you could tell us a little bit about how this came about and how you were able to wrap your head around it. Absolutely. And you kind of nailed it already in the fact that, yes, I absolutely thought I might be crazy. You know, something's going on. I need to see a doctor for a while. I thought maybe I have a brain tumor, like maybe I'm sick, something is happening. But really, it all started for me when I was about 15 years old is when I really started to hear and feel and sense and just know things around people. And at first, it really had started with one particular new classmate at school. And every time I'd be around this girl, I would get all choked up and emotional. And I'm not going to lie. At first, I was like, do I have feelings for this girl? Is that what it is? You know, am I gay? I just didn't know what was happening, why I was feeling all these feelings and just getting so emotional around her. And then it kind of turned out. So anytime she would start telling a story about 
her childhood or somebody who had passed, which later found out her mom had passed. Anytime she'd be telling those stories, I would hear or see the ending of the story before she'd finished telling it. So I was like, oh, that's kind of strange. That's weird. Is that just a lucky guess? A coincidence? How do I know that? And that kind of thing started happening with more classmates and acquaintances. And then ultimately it started happening around strangers. And that's when I was just like, okay, <laughs> you know, there's something going on here. But like I had, had mentioned, you know, I was 15. I was in high school. The last thing you want to do is tell your friends at the, the cafeteria school lunch table, like, yeah, I'm hearing voices <laughs> in my head. You, you know, you just, you're trying to fit in. You're trying to be normal. So I really did suppress it for a while. And it really wasn't until after high school had finished that I even learned that there was this term mediumship and that there were other people that would describe their experiences that I was like, whoa, the light bulb went off that the way they're describing it is exactly what I've been experiencing. And eventually kind of fast forward, I got to a point where I would start to repeat to people what I had been hearing or feeling or sensing around them. And, you know, people would start crying. How'd you know that about my mom? How'd you know that about my brother? And <laughs> kind of went from there. And I just realized, okay, you know what? I'm pretty sure this is this gift. I'm pretty sure this is what is called mediumship and kind of strengthened it ever since and been doing it since then. Wow. So when you say that you can hear something or sense something, do you hear like a voice or so, is it like your own dictionary of pictures that you yeah, created? Or? I feel like you know the spirit world because you are right on. It really is. I call it a spirit dictionary. So I get signs and symbols, little flashes of images, things like that, that I know how to interpret as part of my spirit dictionaries. Here's the thing. Spirit can only work off of my frame of reference. They can only communicate certain things, communicate different information. If it's something that I've seen before in my own life, experienced firsthand or witnessed around me. So they can't give me the name of an illness I've never heard of, or they can't even show me certain little memories or little things here and there. If it's not part of that spirit dictionary, if it's not part of that familiar, regular frame of reference. So spirit communication, we use um, the clairs is really what it's called. So there's clairvoyance. That's when you would see something thing in your mind's eye. But let me just make it clear. I'm not seeing dead people standing outside of me the way I would see normal people. And I don't hear them the way that I'm hearing you guys talk to me. So it's not full-blown sentences. It's not this black and white conversation back and forth the way that when we talk, it's in full sentences that we can understand that way. It's little bits and pieces. You know, some of it's coming through those signs and symbols. Sometimes I'm getting a couple words here and there or names that I hear in my thoughts voice. So again, I'm not hearing it outside of myself. I'm hearing it in my own thoughts voice when I do get words or names here and there. Feelings, I'll get it physical sensations connected to the way somebody passed. I'll also get really, you know, emotional. I'll feel people's pain and sadness, both connected to the spirit that's coming through, but also the person that I am connecting for. So all of those things are happening all at the same time. And I'm putting it together to kind of interpret that and then deliver it as the message for the person that I'm reading for. Do you remember the first session that you ever had, maybe a private session with somebody where you got a really strong sense and feeling and what that conversation was like? Yeah, so I had various experiences where I had delivered messages from spirit and, you know, in so many ways did give a reading to people prior to this. But the first moment that I remember giving a full-blown stranger a spontaneous reading was actually when I was working at my old job right after graduating high school. And I was interning at this big corporation filled with engineers and tech people. 
And I had normally worked in their Maryland location that summer, but they sent me to work in a different location for one week in Virginia. And on my last day there, I met this senior level engineer for the first time. And he ended up coming over to my desk. It was a Friday, right before 5 p.m. So most people had already left. But this guy, he came up to me and he was making small talk and introduced himself and yada, yada. And it was so awkward because he somehow randomly just started preaching to me. And I was just like, where is this headed? I don't know what's happening. And he was basically <laughs> like, oh, and I know certain things for a matter of fact. For example, I know without a shadow of a doubt that my father, he's in hell. I can tell you that for certain. Like, you know, he's just talking to me. I'm like, where is this coming from? <laughs> and then of course it makes sense oh that God. it's probably spirit making him say this to me so that I would then, what I call spirit vomit on him, <laughs> go into what I do. But this was the first time with this complete stranger where I was like, oh gosh, because I started hearing his father like, tell him, tell him I'm in heaven. I'm not in hell. There's no such thing as hell. Like, please tell him I was getting all these feelings. And back in the day, it doesn't really happen anymore. But when I first would start to channel spirit or sense energy, my whole face would turn bright red like a tomato. My ears would turn hot. My heart would start racing. I couldn't breathe. All these physical things, sensations were happening. And I'm like, okay, spirit is making an entrance. Either that or I'm having a panic attack. Yeah, it like exactly. <laughs> either It's either that or a panic attack. Something's happening here. It's not normal. So all those sensations would start to happen. And so in that moment, I was like, okay, this is going to be really awkward. But I told that senior level engineer, this guy's probably almost close to at least maybe in his 60s or something. So I repeat to him and I'm like, okay, so I don't know, you know, how you feel about mediumship, but I'm pretty sure I have this gift, yada, yada. And I was feeling all these things when you started talking to me. Do you mind if I pass on a message? And he was totally taken aback, but he let me share with him. And his father showed me this guy who I was reading for at 18 years old, finding his dad dad deceased next to a motorcycle in a white shed in their backyard. I mean, that's not something that's just a coincidence or a lucky guess. It was so specific. Him as an 18-year-old boy finding wow. his dad in their backyard white shed dead next to a motorcycle and the whole he brought through all this information how he was one of five kids he was in the navy all these different things and then he was like coming through with the and this was the main reason of wanting to come in was you know I know why my son would feel like I'm not in this good place because I was you know not the best father I was not the best guy I was physically and and verbally mentally abusive to him and he just said I need him to know how sorry I am that I realize now you know all these mistakes that I had made and how I wish I could go back and change that but I just wanted to know how sorry I am. And so he came through with all these messages. And by the end of it, we were both crying. And he was like, so white, like, white as a ghost. I don't know what just happened or what I believe now. But he's like, I'm pretty sure you just changed my life. And I was like, yeah, no shit, you just changed mine. Because <laughs> it was, again, the first time I had ever done it. <laughs> so luckily, like I said, most people were gone at that point. Otherwise, I'm pretty sure I would have gotten fired. Can you imagine what this would look like to HR, like talking to dead people on the job? <laughs> or, or the line would have been exactly. out the door asking exactly. for Exactly, in my little cubicle setting up shop or something. But yeah, that's what happened. And so ever since that day in particular, that was that big moment for me where I left the office that day and I was like tears coming down my face walking to the car. I had that overwhelming feeling, you know, this is what I'm meant to be doing for the rest of my life and, and this is my purpose. And so yeah, ever since then is when I really started to allow it to happen and start to, I guess, pursue it more. 
That's so interesting. So there's two different things I want to ask you. The first thing is, is that you said that the spirit kind of guided this man, the father from heaven was kind of guiding him to prompt you to ask questions. But then also, I was just curious, was this gift passed down to you from previous generations? Or did anybody in your family know that you could potentially have this gift? Or did they did they all think you were kind of crazy? <laughs> so I actually talk about this in my book, because people are then a little creeped out, the spirit moving us around like chess pieces or something. No, we have free will. They can't force us to do anything or control us in a puppeteer type of creepy way by any means. But I do feel there are many times where they can very subtly kind of nudge us or guide us to have a certain conversation or maybe walk down that aisle of the grocery store or bump into that friend or whatever. I do think that they have that ability to kind of help guide us to certain people or maybe nudge us to to maybe say something we wouldn't normally say. I just know that the reason, or I feel so deeply in my heart that the reason that guy, you know, of all people in the office, he decided to come over to me that day. I mean, I'm sure maybe he does that to other people where he goes preaching or whatever, who knows, but I do feel like the way that it all kind of lined up <laughs> so perfectly on the last day and the one week that I was only at that office that one last hour I would never be there again that really I felt spirit brought us together knowing you know this might be my only chance I ever get to get this message to my son I totally believe that because there's times where I'm in a situation it's just like how did I get here exactly. why did I do this why did I choose mm -hmm. this day this time to do and it's this not a coincidence. no I even think about the fact that you know right place right time for exactly. when we got married you know, the, the fact that everything just sort of lined up and, you know, you kind of think that there's a little spiritual intervention exactly. in some parts of your life. You got it. So that's, that's exactly what I feel happened. So hopefully that answers that first question. Perfect. Yeah, definitely. It's, that's so interesting because I think everybody can kind of remember a time when they showed up someplace or they responded in a certain way that they probably wouldn't have, but it turned out to be a better option exactly. than what they had originally planned. I was curious. So was this gift passed down to you? Like, did anybody so, in your family have this type of a gift or? Yeah. So I, so nobody is a full fledged, full blown medium at all in my family, but I do 100% feel that this gift, it can be passed down within families. It can be hereditary. And I feel like on my mom's side, there was a grandmother and another great grandmother and a lot of people in the family, even my own mother that are very connected and they would get dreams before. I know that there's one grandmother, she would used to get dreams before people in my family would pass away. And she was just very connected, very just spiritually aware and had all these, what some people would say like weird experiences, but so clearly she was gifted. But my mom, she was actually born and raised in Costa Rica in a very, very conservative Catholic Hispanic family that, you know, because of their religious background, though I totally believe that side of the family, there's a lot of them that are gifted and have this natural ability to connect to spirit. They are the perfect example of people who could be doing this work, but had suppressed it because of that religious background, because of what the Catholic church might've said, you know, and what they grew up learning. Oh, that could be the devil or, you know, that it's not this, it's not okay to go seek that out or do this and that. And so I think it truly, you know, just had to do with that part of it, the faith side of things. It's almost like people can exactly. see it as either a mm -hmm. gift or a curse, exactly. so. right? And you mentioned uh, before about the process that you go through in the spirit dictionary. And I think you stated that you'll feel, hear, and sense like all at the same time, whether it's symbols or sentences that come up. Is there a way to describe that feeling or the spiritual imagery that comes up? And a second part to that question is, do you have to be physically 
in front of someone to channel someone connected to that person? So the first question kind of touched upon it earlier. Basically, yeah, it can happen simultaneously where I'm working with different clairs, the senses of spirit communication, if you will. So sometimes I will hear the name David, for example, someone might shout out like David, I might hear that in my mind's eye. Well, at the same time, and it's not HD television, I always joke, I wish I might see in my mind's eye clairvoyantly an older gentleman with a beard and a little bit heavier said and, you know, just get some sort of idea of like what he would have looked like. And I'm seeing that in my mind's eye, the same way you would see like a little movie playing, you know, daydream in your mind's eye. So I might be getting that at the same time while my chest is getting tight and I'm feeling pain in my chest. So all of that, if that were all happening at the same time, this is where, okay, how do I interpret that? I would probably interpret that for the person as, okay, there is an older gentleman and I would describe what I was seeing. I mean, I would say I'm getting a David connection. Usually when I'm getting it that way, it would be connected to the spirit that's coming through through. So usually it would be, okay, that's, you know, maybe dad or whatever connected to that physical description. And then with that pain in my chest, I might say, okay, I was feeling this tightness or pain in my chest. So would you understand if your father, David had a connection to passing from a heart attack? So that's kind of what I mean by it's all happening at the same time. And then it's like putting together the puzzle pieces. And that's the hardest part about mediumship is it's so much about interpretation. And then, you know, that is something that really takes years of experience of learning how to best interpret the information. And some mediums are not very, very good at interpreting it. And then there's others that are a little bit better. So the accuracy is a little bit better there. So it's like a muscle. You have to really strengthen and and exercise that and work on it to really get it stronger and develop it over time. So that's kind of, I guess, the process there. So so do you have to channel through someone or do do they have to be in Um, your presence in some way? They do not have to be with me physically in the same room. No, I do best when I can at least hear the person's voice. So yeah, so I can do over Skype or Zoom or phone calls even. We don't have to be in the same room. So that's a great question because everyone's always like, how does that work that way? And we have to remember spirit can be in more than one place at once. And if they were to know that and they know and they see the bigger picture, they're watching over you. So if they know, oh, we're so excited. We won, you know, a free reading giveaway with Monica and we get to do this Skype session. They already know they're they're showing up on both ends. They're with you and me when we're meeting together and having that time together. So yeah, so totally doesn't matter where we're at. It can still work. So it's not just random things that pop into mind. How do you know it's part of the stranger that's next to you? Because, and and I'll give you an example. So my sister was out to dinner one night and someone came over and said, listen, I don't know who you are and, and I'm sorry for saying this and I hope you don't mind, but your grandmother is watching over you and she's five. And my sister just broke down crying because my grandma had like just passed away. How do you channel that? Yeah, so, like, how do you so that's know where it gets a little person? bit tricky because, like you said, you know, it can be, and it also depends if you're in the room and there's, so I do these live events, my messages from above events, where it can be anywhere from, it could be a couple hundred people. My last one was like 400 people. So when somebody's coming through, it's a little bit easier, in, I guess, in my setting, because it's not just open to like a restaurant of strangers and having to tap somebody on the shoulder. <laughs> like in my events, what I would do in that situation is I'm describing enough information up front. Okay, I have, you know, a mother energy that's stepping forward. I feel like she's in, you know, the 50s age range. She looks like like I'm giving enough information so that I'm hopefully narrowing it down to only one person that can raise their hand and claim it, if that makes sense. So, or sometimes spirit will 
give me that feeling of being drawn to a specific person. So that's probably what happened with your sister. And I have had many times like that too, whether it's at my events or spontaneously, like at the DMV or something, I've had situations where I'm literally, you know, pulled towards a very specific person, like the bald guy across the room. I can't stop staring at that guy. And I'm getting this feeling that, oh, that's my son, like a mom coming in. That's my son, the bald guy. Like, so sometimes they'll literally just point them out to me that way. And so it kind of depends on the spirit that's coming through and how they communicate. Every spirit communicates differently. Every spirit, some are stronger than others. Some only give you the feelings. Some only give you the flashes of images. Some only give you signs and symbols. It really kind of depends. I don't know why that is. I think maybe it has something to do with just how everybody communicates differently here in the physical world. So if you had a really chatty, you know, loud mother-in-law, she'd be just as chatty and loud in in the spirit world. Whereas maybe somebody more reserved and shy and quiet might have a little harder time, you know, just as they would here in the physical world and spirit as well. So that'd be great to get out of a traffic ticket. Yeah. <laughs> like a I have actually made that joke before. I haven't done this one, but my my go-to, I wouldn't even try to get away with it. But if I was in like an HOE lane and I didn't have a second person, I'd be like, what do you mean, officer? I have a whole car full of dead people with me. <laughs> I'm definitely more than another person. <laughs> so I'm just dying to ask you, and I know you don't guarantee, you know, a, a reading or anything yeah. of that nature to just anybody you talk to. But when you talk to us, do you, I mean, I can't help but ask. Of course we can't help so but when- but ask, I totally feel you on that. <laughs> Do you, does anything come through to you? Well, I have my boundaries with the spirit world. So I've learned how to turn off the lights, if you will. So I shut off the lights and only when it's like my, like I'm ready to work and I want to work and I turn on the lights and I go through my little process. I close my eyes for like 30 seconds. Like I go through my whole routine and I'm sure that if that were to occur or happen, that uh, that could very well happen. But what's funny that you mentioned that is I was feeling something before I got on the call, actually. I wasn't even trying to be on. It was like that feeling where sometimes the light flickers or whatnot. The only hesitation, because I was like, ooh, this is where it gets a little tricky, is I was getting my symbol for somebody that was wanting to come through that I I could interpret it a couple different ways. What I was getting was somebody around you that feels like, are you adopted, Jamie? Or do you have somebody, did you not know your biological father or something? Because there was a really strong male energy around you. So is dad passed for you? Well, no. So I just found my father well, I guess yes. <laughs> I don't know how to answer this. Yes. I was going to say yes. He's, he's. <laughs> yeah. I, so, uh, so I just discovered who my father is literally probably about a year ago to this day wow. for the, wow. maybe, right? Was it about that? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And it was like a couple months after he had passed. Yeah. Wow. So he died in September don't and then I found that. out. Don't say anything else. <laughs> um, if okay. you tell me, so just the only reason I do that is because if I were to bring him through, which I, I can't make any promises, but if he is going to get chatty with me, I always say I have to be a completely clear blank slate. So if I know too much, that's when bias comes in and actually, then I can't do what I do. Does that make sense? It makes me second guess what's coming through based on what you've told me. But what I will say based off of the dad. So just to clarify though, um, he wasn't in your life and you never got the chance to meet him, right? Right. Yes. Are you open to if he comes through, I guess, then yeah. I mean, I've never had the chance to talk to him. So I would yeah. love to. Okay. So this is what I'll say. I will be straight up with you guys. I don't know 
anything about you guys at all, with the exception that Courtney had sent me a screenshot when she was like, you want to be on this podcast? And in, and all I could see was in the bio that you were mother of children here and in heaven or something. So I did know that. I don't know anything, any other details about that. I don't know how child loss is connected to you. And again, I purposely don't want to know anything going into it. So I was like, don't send me anything else. Don't tell me anything else. Because if it were to come through, I want to be that clear blank slate. But that being said, because you're still celebrities and stuff, it's tricky because so much about you is already out there. So normally I don't like reading celebrities for that reason, because remember I was talking about my spirit dictionary and frame of reference. There's only so many things that spirit can come through based off of my spirit dictionary and frame of reference. And so if so much of your lives is already out there and things that you share, which a lot of celebrities do, especially with the, with your podcast and all of that. So it's like especially reality people, especially yeah. reality people. So I would love to like go into spirit. If it's okay with you guys, can we just keep it between us and not make it part of the episode? Yeah. So at this point, I would just tell all you guys listening that thank you so much for listening, but we're going to pick up from the reading in a moment, but we're going to turn off the recording yeah. for you guys listening just so that you know to respect Monica really and my father's side of the family because I have no idea what he's going to say which I'm like nervous and excited but anyway so we're going to turn the recording off and let Monica give me the reading and we'll be back and we'll talk about the reading afterwards for sure now I'm speaking to you out there do you experience stress have anxiety chronic pain trouble sleeping? Is it at least once a week? Well, you're not alone. Many of us do. Personally, my father is a huge proponent of CBD, and I'm so happy that Feels has decided to be an advertiser on Hot Marriage Cool Parents. So what is Feels? It's a premium CBD delivered directly to your door. It's natural. It helps reduce stress, anxiety, pain, sleeplessness, my father has trouble standing up for a very long time. He always has to sit down. He always has back pains. Once he started to take the feel CBD and droplets under his tongue, he's like a brand new man. I can't explain it. With feels, it's super easy to take. You just place a few drops under your tongue and you feel the difference in minutes. Best part, there's no hangover. There's no addiction. There's no grogginess the next day. If you're new to CBD, Feels offers a free CBD hotline, text message support to help guide your personal experience. And you can join the Feels community and get Feels delivered right to your door every month. And for a special offer for the holidays, Feels has my father feeling his best every day. And I'm sure it can help you too. So consider becoming a member by going to feels.com slash HMCP. And you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash H-M-C-P to become a member and 50% off your entire order automatically and shipping is free. Feels.com slash H-M-C-P. F-E-A-L-S dot com slash H-M-C-P for 50% off. Now, aside from talking about my dad feeling great. Uh, let's start talking about me feeling great. 
And I want to bring up the perfect bar because this is a lifesaver for Jamie and I because Henley is going through one of these phases where she's just not hungry. She doesn't eat a lot of protein. She's very particular about food, but something that's always been consistent is the perfect bars fresh from the fridge snack bar protein. I've raved about it for the adult size. Again, my favorite is the dark chocolate chip, but for Henley, these have up to eight grams of whole food protein, eight organic superfoods handpicked for kids, and a cookie dough like texture that both you and your kids will love. I love it. Henley loves it. Other than your kids loving the taste, as a parent, you can feel good about giving them the perfect kids bar because they are organic, non-GMO, project verified, gluten-free, soy-free, kosher, and low GI. I have to admit that I've started to dip into Henley's stash of the peanut butter kids bar because I've ran out of mine. But right now, Perfect Bar is offering you 15% off your online order. Just go to perfectbar.com slash HMCP. Shop their refrigerated snacks at perfectbar.com slash HMCP today to get 15% off of your order. P-E-R-F-E-C-T-B-A-R dot com slash HMCP to stock up and save 15% off. Be ready this season with perfect kids. Go to perfectbar.com slash HMCP. Now enough about my dad, enough about Henley, enough about me. Let's get back to Monica the Medium. Wow, Monica. That, that was so crazy. I don't know how you do it. I mean, it was like, I don't know if anything's going to come through, yeah. but wait a minute. And then two hours later. Yeah. So we started, for those of you guys listening, we started chatting with Monica at 7.30 p.m. Yeah. our time. And it's now 9.41 p.m. precisely, which I love. <laughs> I mean, totally. Oh my God, I'm so thankful because it was incredible. And first and foremost, I was the yeah. biggest skeptic. I've never had a medium or a psychic or anything like that. And I don't really necessarily believe in it. I don't not believe in it, but I just have never experienced it. So I just don't really have an opinion about it, I guess. But I kind of lean towards not believing it because, you know, just to be honest, but yeah. then when you, and, and we are wide open books. Yeah. So there's a lot about our lives that are public. So I know you said you don't know anything about us. I took that with a grain of salt because I was like, well, I mean, if you're a scam, then you could just say that. But when you said Doug's grandpa's name and his grandma's name and yeah, that was wild. Yeah. And I don't know. See, I don't know an awful lot about my father because I just met him. But some things you mentioned about him, like the fact that he played hockey. I know I've never said that in public. I barely I only found that out when we went to visit my family. We, we ate at his restaurant last yeah. Thanksgiving and I didn't know he played hockey, but the, they in his restaurant they have a hockey. Him is a, like playing hockey when he was in high school, so that's incredible. Yeah, so I, I wouldn't have even like I wouldn't have known that he played hockey or anything if I hadn't just been at his restaurant. So it's just wild that's to me. Crazy. Like it's just wild. Like you could have said any yeah. sport, but you said hockey, and that's exactly what he played. <laughs> I started. I started crying when you mentioned about the Jonathan stuff. That yeah. that part got me. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. And just to touch upon this last thing, too, is, you know, that's how spirit dictionaries work. I have those signs and symbols. And so, you know, they're able to give me 
things that are part of that spirit dictionary, but it's also within reason. It's like, I don't have a sign or symbol for every last little detail or little thing. So when your lives are open, it's hard because I'm always asking spirit, okay, bring through enough that whether it's now uh, that they can validate is something that people wouldn't know or is after the fact what I was telling you guys the gift of the reading keeps on giving where you can't make sense of it now but hopefully it'll make sense later when you talk sure. to the family more or learn more and things like that that's what I love because I work so hard and so does spirit and I'm like as you can see I'm exhausted afterwards where it's like you never want somebody to be left feeling doubting or questioning like did they really come through for me it's like no they just worked so hard and so did I <laughs> for it to come yeah. through to give you that reassurance that death is not the end that that love never dies and that our soul does continue on and and that goes for your son as well and those other babies that are watching over you I mean it's amazing that's really cool. It's and you really you kind of hinted towards it with Henley being kind of just open to the spirit connection or not absolutely. knowing really how to shut it off. And I think you even mentioned it on your website that you believe that we all kind of have the yeah. innate ability c to connect with those that have crossed over. Have you ever been able to work with someone that hasn't ever had the feeling or even attempted to connect with the spirit world and kind of brought it to the surface? As far as their gifts, if somebody... Yes. Who, yeah. Someone that just didn't know. Yeah. I have had experiences like that where in a reading, a loved one might come through and be like, let my granddaughter know that she is so gifted and she's just not aware of it. And a lot of times what happens is, you know, there's a lot of people I see that are dealing with some sort of physical, you know, freak thing going on that they don't know. They've been trying to figure it out for years of why do I have this chronic, you know, stomach issue or pain? And that's not to say that anyone with something like that has a gift. Please go to the doctor. <laughs> this does not, yeah. that does not mean to not go to your doctor. But I have noticed that there's some people that cause of suppressing it, it might manifest as like a physical thing in their body and or something else like that because they're just not aware or they, without realizing it, have kind of been shutting it out. And so it's kind of creating like an energy blockage but interesting yeah so I've had people and it's like once they were aware of that being a possibility and they start to explore that they end up realizing wow like this totally is something that I am you know gifted with or that I have <laughs> this ability and then a poof that random thing that they were dealing with goes away that happened to me and it's happened to wow. I actually talk about it in my book that experience and it is something that I do believe we all have this innate ability to connect to the spirit world but I, it comes through a lot more naturally for some of us than others and then some of us are called to develop it or strengthen it like a muscle. And, you know, and then some of us are literally hand plucked by the spirit world to do it professionally. And I do feel like I am one of those people and kind of like what you guys were saying, it can be a blessing and it can also, you know, there's, it's not all rainbows and butterflies. There's a lot about this work that is not easy. Mm -hmm. And that is, right. you know, hard. And I'm the first one to admit that there are a lot of parts about it that I do struggle with, but for the most part, I look at it as, you know, such a blessing and I feel so grateful to have a gift from God that I get to share with people and it's awesome. Yeah. Well, I think you kind of walk that fine line of wanting to say everything positive and then not wanting to be too negative, even if the vision, the symbols, everything is pointing towards a negative direction. You know, that's the part that I would kind of struggle yeah. with, just not knowing how far to go when it's your interpretation of something, oh, totally. you know? And, and I, again, I talk about, I have like a whole section of my book where I just talk about mediumship ethics and, you know, the, how important it is, just like you said, to, to be able to, you want to be as unfiltered as possible, but there is that fine line because it is so much to do with interpretation. And I always say, 
I never want to do any harm. You always want to bring healing to people and leave them feeling better off than when you met with them, when you first met them. And a part of that is, you know, even if it makes me look, you know, not as, as good or whatever, sometimes I do have to, you know, present the information in a way that is just so gentle and so careful, even though I could be more direct and kind of rip it off like a Band-Aid and be very, very clear sometimes right. because you have to remember the element of interpretation and that there is always a chance that I might misinterpret something. I'm not God. I don't have all the answers. I'm very much a normal yeah. person at the same time. And so I do make it such a part of what, you know, the people that I work with and the, and the spirits that I communicate with that when I deliver the information, I'm so careful about, you know, how I interpret it, how I deliver that and how I leave that person, you know, with that information. Because again, I never want to hurt anybody or worry anybody or scare anyone. And I want everyone to kind of take sure. that information with a grain of salt, knowing that the, the interpretation piece that I'm human and sometimes I do misinterpret. Now, has this ability affected your love life at all? Oh, yes. Actually, funny that you guys mentioned meeting. You said you met at the altar or whatever, married at first sight, which is blows my mind. That's yes. wild. I thought my love story was crazy. <laughs> no. You guys definitely take the cake. Actually, I met my fiance on a blind date on season two of my former television show, Monica the Medium. So I thought we had a crazy love story. We met on a blind date on TV. Nope. You guys straight up got married <laughs> on TV. That's insane. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it had always affected my love life for sure. A lot of guys, when you tell them you talk to dead people, they're like, all right, get, get me as far away from this crazy person as possible. And not to mention on that blind date on my <laughs> show where I met Tyler, my fiance, I gave him a little reading, but it was actually, he was still super skeptical after that. I had had a couple glasses of wine, to be honest. I was so nervous and I probably shouldn't have been uh, <laughs> probably shouldn't have been in the state of channeling spirit and anyway he was still like whoa how'd you know all of that that's crazy but it was like grandparents that he didn't really get a chance to know and whatnot so he was still kind of eh, like is this for real but it was not until a couple weeks after I met him one of his very best friends had passed away in a motorcycle accident and he had come to me that night and I very rarely have this happen where a spirit will come to me like that when I'm not even around the person or talking to them he had come to me he said I'm Tyler's best friend you need to call him. And so I picked up my phone and I called Tyler. And this is the guy that I had just met a couple weeks prior. We're just, you know, still in that early flirty oh stage, whatever. And I'm like, okay, this is going to sound crazy, but did you just lose a best friend or a really close friend? And he lost it. His friend came through and he was from that. He's like, now I know without a shadow of a doubt, you're the real deal. And he had to have like that experience of you know, having that connection and having those messages come through for him to be like, no, for 100% certainty, this was for real. Cause he was like, it was before anybody yeah. had found out only him and the immediate family knew nobody had shared about this. It wasn't online. It wasn't talked about. Nobody knew about this friend that had passed And I called him and he had come through within 12 wow. hours after he had passed away or something. Wow. It well, it's, it's, so now he was, he had that moment and was like, okay, I was now I say, it's a good you. thing that you have that shut off switch because, you know, getting intimate and having yeah. visions come through could be kind of. <laughs> I actually, <laughs> I shared this with somebody. This is a little TMI, but hey, we'll I go love there. TMI. Your listeners will probably think it's funny. Back in the day before um, my college days, prior to being in a relationship, obviously <laughs> prior to being, to, to being engaged and all this was back when I was single. Um, I did have one night where I <laughs> hooked up with this guy who had lost his mom and yeah. talk about awkward. <laughs> I me, I like, I'm like, how many times did I get myself in this situation where I, I totally ended up giving this guy a reading 
before we had oh hooked up. God. So I swear it like ruined the whole mood. And he's like, I can't look at you the same way. I just talked to my deceased mother. <laughs> Talk about awkward. We're like mid making out. And he's like, I, I don't want you to take this bad or anything. But like now I'm thinking about <laughs> my mom. Like, I just like, I'm like, oh my God. So yeah, it definitely affected a lot of my dating life in the past. But now I'm planning a wedding. We're getting married in, in Costa Rica. This oh, congratulations. <laughs> That's you. so exciting. That's awesome. And Tyler is like the number one supporter. He helps me at my events in San Diego. He runs the check-in and like introduces me before I go on stage. She, I couldn't have gotten luckier, honestly, with somebody who went from such a skeptic and like, so like, what the hell, you're crazy to like such a supporter. It's it's awesome. Oh, that is amazing, actually. And it's awesome to have yeah. someone that really believes in you and trusts you. And, you know, especially with a, a talent like that where, you know, people can be skeptical. I mean, I told you I was so skeptical at first. Oh, Totally. Totally. And I, and I'm also the first one to tell people you should be skepticism is, is healthy. You should have a healthy dose of skepticism with any, any medium you would see or anyone you would talk to, because I'm the first one to tell people, look, there are so many bad eggs in the mediumship. Yeah, sure. Just like there's a lot of bad eggs, you know, in any industry, there's the con artists and the frauds that are bankers and lawyers or attorneys or whatever, just like there are in mediumship. And some people will be like, well, how come spirit can't hold them back or stop them from taking advantage of the grieving people or doing wrong? <laughs> and it sucks because I'm like, yeah, I'm right there with you. I wish they could just, you know, pluck that person and, and pull them out from doing all of those things and calling themselves a medium when they're not, because there's a lot of people People who do it's you know there's there's not that certification or this or that you know anyone can put up a website and take clients and call themselves a medium so I'm the first one to say do your research right. make sure you read lots of reviews make sure and we all have that intuitive connection make sure you look at their photo look in their eyes do you get a good vibe from them because we all have that ability to get that sense and that feeling like does this feel right is it in my gut does that feel good with me and just knowing that you know at the end of the day the reason the spirit can't stop those bad eggs is because there is free will in the world. And sometimes those bad experiences, sure. how we were talking about the soul contracts and the greater purpose of our soul's learning. Sometimes that's part of that person's soul contract and learning and growing as a soul or somebody else that they're interacting with. So, you know, that's, is there a certification that, that you get? Is um, there like some sort of tag or it's not, are... I mean, it's not like flying a, a helicopter where <laughs> no. you have to have a certain number of hours of flight yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. There's no, it's not like an accreditation or, or a, a certification the way that, you know, a nursing program or like you said, a pilot flying it. There's not something like that. There are uh, courses. I mean, I actually have my own course for people who are coming into their own gifts and things like that. And there are other mediums who have courses. I personally don't offer a certification. I don't give a stamped approval by Monica media, you know, Monica, the medium approves you of being a medium. It's not like that. Some mediums do that, but I'm again, just be wary because anyone, you know, may feel very gifted and sign up for one of those courses and may grow and, and develop from that. But not everybody's meant to be sharing their gifts professionally because they don't have that element of maybe the, the ethics or the strong delivery of being gentle with their clients or not everybody is in it for the right reason. Just cut out for it. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm like, take it with a grain of salt, be diligent in your research and finding somebody that resonates with your energy and know that, you know, there are some good ones out there, but there's a lot of people, the, the bad ones far outweigh the good ones, which is why it's, that's part of the hard part about being in this work is that there's so sure. many people who give the genuine mediums a bad name that you feel like you're constantly having to prove yourself or defend yourself. And you yeah. know, like never enough, yeah. no matter how many thousands of readings. Well, I'm lucky that I've really developed a thick skin because like I said, it doesn't matter how much 
good or how much I show my gift, there's always going to be the people that come out with the daggers attacking and the naysayers. And the- well, unfortunately, that's so, the, the age that we live in is people are looking to point out failure or pick apart things. And it's just unfortunate. Exactly. You know, everybody looks for the negative part. Before, and that's why I don't see how anybody could ever run for president because of how much people dig into oh, their story past. and everything. Yeah. But, you know, aside from planning for the wedding, obviously, and congratulations, yeah. where can people find Monica? The medium. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Monica the Medium. The alliteration really worked out in my favor. <laughs> it's easy to remember. Yeah, it did. And then my website <laughs> is www.monicathemedium.com. And my first book, Messages from Above What Your Loved Ones in Heaven Want You to Know, is now out on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, all of that. So, yeah, hopefully they'll, they'll check it out. Also, Audible, the audiobook is, is out as well. So, Congratulations on that. And thank you so much for tapping into your ability because, I mean, that was really incredible for everyone listening to our podcast right now. Stay on because Doug and I are going to talk about it a little bit, but we've kept Monica for literally two and a half hours. (laughs) So we we are let you go now, Monica. You have a you're busy with a lot of different things going on in your life. But thank you so much. That was unreal. That was amazing. You you are so so sweet you guys thank you so much have a wonderful rest of your holiday season and merry christmas yes Yes, you as well thank you you so much we'll keep in touch for sure absolutely thanks guys okay wow so for those of you guys listening i don't even know where to begin because i'm not gonna lie i was the biggest skeptic about having a medium on yeah but then she knew a lot of things like Doug's grandpa's name. And my grandma's name. It's tough for me to believe. And not to say that Monica, the medium, I mean, she is well accredited. And she has surpassed nearly all mediums that have been part of the entertainment world. But being somewhat known and having our lives so public and open, it is always going to be tough for me to believe anything that comes out from a medium's perspective. However, when she started talking about Jonathan, I broke down crying. Yeah, me too. Honestly, I feel like it's not fair to her. You know, we're not discounting her whatsoever. As a matter of fact, I really believe her and I did not believe her, but like I didn't know whether or not to believe her, to be honest, but we are certainly not discounting her. I think we're just still a wee bit skeptical and it's such a disservice to us that we are so public. I mean, the woman talked to my father and said a lot of things that I'm going to go back to my aunts and ask for validation, whether or not she's correct, because then I really just had a conversation with my father, with this woman. Yeah. And he's very proud of you and he's always with you and watching you and yeah, but like, man, that felt really good. I mean, I bawled, Doug. Like, that was just such such a nice thing to hear that my father never knew I existed, and he does know that I exist now, and that he's with me and watching over me and our daughter. Yeah. And she said different things to validate this conversation that she had with him, but I don't really know my dad, so it didn't validate right. it for me. Mm-hmm. So I just texted my Aunt Luann to see if it, any of it validates for her. Well, I guess we'll have to see. Yeah. Oh, man. I wanted to tell you more about what she said, though, because she really didn't want me to record it, which I absolutely respect because I don't want to share things about my family or anybody that... um, Yeah. It's nice that she has those ethics. There's medium ethics and morals that they go by, but I took probably 10 pages of notes with a purple pen. 
Yeah, I took a lot of notes too. She said that my dad, something about a goatee and he wouldn't shave it and it was funny in the family. Or grinding teeth, jiggling change, playing hockey. Yeah, these are all things that I don't, I would never not know about my dad because I don't know a thing about yeah. him. But I think what was interesting about the conversation was she kind of opened herself up to letting the spirits in. And who came through were your dad, Jonathan, my grandpa Len, my grandma Mary, my mom's mom, and maybe my mom had a brother that she didn't know about, or maybe my grandma Jen had a previous relationship. With someone or a miscarriage or yeah someone so it was a wide variety of people that came through yeah and it was really interesting because she would say slow down slow down like she was talking to them right and i was like whoa this is interesting by the end i felt mentally drained yeah i mean i felt she must be mentally drained to yeah. have to have all these conversations with people but it's like she really knew an awful together. lot about my father like my father loved the lake he she said that he something about meatballs and that he loved to cook and there's family recipes and he wants to be with me while I'm cooking like he knows I'm not a good cook mm -hmm. but he wants to be there and like that will be a way that we can bond is by me learning how to cook and to me this is phenomenal I mean this woman would have had to literally listen to every single podcast episode look at all of our Instagram posts like she'd have to be like huge fans to know all these details of our yeah. lives in like a one hour conversation. Like there's just not a chance she could figure that all out. So I'm definitely leaning more towards this woman can talk to spirits, which is wild. We were fortunate enough to be able to grab her and, and ask her some really interesting questions about the whole perspective of life and being able to connect with loved ones. It was a very enjoying conversation. Enjoying conversation? How do you say it? Enjoyful? Uh <laughs> A joyful. I really enjoyed the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. And honestly, I'm a lot less skeptical. I'm not going to say I'm 100% a believer, but I'm definitely a lot less skeptical than I used to be. And it's 1030 and I'm, yeah, I have we were a heavy on tongue. <laughs> the call with her for over two hours. Yes. That's the longest podcast interview we've ever done. And we didn't even get to record some of it because she didn't want us to. But I wanted to share with you like the nuts and bolts of it because it, it was really interesting. And she did want us to leave that little snippet with you right here at the end of the podcast. And we just wanted to tell each and every one of you to have a very, very Merry Christmas or a Happy Hanukkah if that's what you celebrate. And Happy New Year. We'll, be, we'll see you before the Happy New Year. As a matter of fact, our next podcast episode is going to be our top three names for our baby boy. Do we have three names? We don't yet. So we have to figure that <laughs> out like now. But I'm happy that we kind of have this, that we, prom we promised all of you that we would do this for Christmas. That would be our Christmas gift. Yeah. And it's time that we start narrowing this down. Like this kid's going to, I'm almost halfway done with this pregnancy. I'm 19 weeks pregnant. This is wild. Yeah. So I got to narrow this down. So thank you for making me be held accountable to figuring out at least three names. And Monica, the medium thinks that we're going to have Jonathan as part of one of the names. So yeah, she actually said that Jonathan feels so proud when we include him in, in anything and when we honor him and remember him. And she also said that a piece of Jonathan his spirit is inside our baby that's growing in me right now and not for nothing. But every time I talk about this baby, I call him Jonathan. I don't know why it's like yeah. I, a few times I'll just accidentally be like Jonathan. And then I'm like, wait, uh, I mean this baby. And that's why I'm like, we got to get a name for this baby because I do call him Jonathan mm -hmm. and it's not Jonathan. This is a different baby. We don't know what we're going to call him, but we're going to certainly share our 
top three. So that's coming up Christmas week for you guys. I hope you have such a safe, happy holiday season. And we will talk to you guys soon. Yes. Love you. We love you. Bye. Bye. And if you want, stay tuned right now. I'm going to put the snippet in from Monica's book. Uh, Her book is titled... Messages from Above What Your Loved Ones in Heaven Want You to Know. There it is. And if so, if you like it, you can get it everywhere books are sold. She did not pay us to say that. <laughs> no. But um, if it does bring you peace, then hey, I, I want you to know about it. So here it is. You know, with what you guys have gone through with the loss of a child, I was wondering if maybe I could read the tiniest little passage from my book about loss of a child because it might help a lot of people. Sure. That would be fantastic. Two paragraphs. Yeah, sure. That's okay with Go you. for it. Totally. This is under the section of miscarriage, stillborn births, and abortion. So I say all of the information in this chapter applies equally to cases of miscarriage, abortion, and stillborn babies. I don't want to get political, but I do feel like it is important to mention that spirit communicates that the soul of a child exists beyond the confines of what we consider life. The soul is not suddenly created when a woman becomes pregnant. It has always and will always exist, but is then attached to a physical presence from the moment of conception. It is not nothingness. It is life. This means that regardless of how quickly you lost your baby, they will still go through a life review and continue to watch over you in the same way any of your other loved ones would. As a parent, know that whether it is through miscarriage, stillborn birth, or abortion, the loss of your child is just as real as it would be to any parent under any other circumstances. Through my readings, it is clear to me that these parents experience just as much grief as do parents who lose their child later on in life. Grief does not discriminate. You are still losing a soul that you brought into this world. The soul of your child still has a new experience from which it can learn and evolve. Babies don't have to be born into and live in the physical world for that to happen. They also still have the ability to impact and teach others. Remember, as is always the case, they agreed to this scenario in their soul contract. So did you. The growth, understanding, and support from these souls are just as present and strong for those who have terminated pregnancies. For people with this experience, some may feel their own personal grief along with an entirely separate level of guilt to contend with in the midst of their loss. I've had so many of these babies come through in spirit form to let their parents know that they don't have to carry the burden of guilt, responsibility, or regret. Whether an abortion was, was a part of the soul contract or not, these souls have an immense understanding of the circumstances and rationale behind that choice and embrace the need of the parent to make the best possible choice for themselves and their family. Both you and your child's soul will grow and learn from the experience. So as is always the case with death, you won't know what the entire purpose of this loss was until you reach the other side. But I have often heard messages about lessons of patience, timing, and being in the right stage of life from spirit. Maybe someday in this lifetime, years later, you will be able to look back and see how the situation helped you grow, offered you a new perspective, and perhaps made you appreciate the child or children you do have with you here in Earth School that much more. So just a little piece, but... I hope that maybe brings a little bit of reassurance to those that may have gone through some of the similar experiences that you guys have and knowing that the the soul lives on and they are just as much present as any other soul that would be around you. (laughs) 